and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm going to be talking about the new wave cinematic masterclass that is and will always be Makoto Shinkai. Makoto Shinkai, the director of some of the best new animations of all time. I recently did a podcast solely on Studio Ghibli, so it feels very, very bad of me to not do a full podcast on my favorite director, Makoto Shinkai. For those who are interested in the animation uh, industry, please stick around. This is going to contain some seriously good clips, some analysis, and also just a full recommendation for those who aren't aware of who Makoto Shinkai is. Makoto Shinkai came around with Voices in the Distance, I believe. It was Voices of the Distant Past, I believe, is the first major film that I'm aware of. The, but for me, the film that I, mo- I recently rewatched and has this beautiful soundtrack, as well as all the rest of the films, by the way, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But one of the greatest things about Makoto Shinkai is that all of his films have music you can listen to, and it's just taking you to another universe. It is, it what if I was going to describe it in one word, I would say peace, pure peace and his ability to take that and put it into a film as well as have the visuals have the connection and have an all-round good story it's very hard to master and while we have studio ghibli i feel like makoto shinkai focuses in on a very different aspect of an audience i've talked about this before but i think for you the viewer to really understand it it's actually uh, focuses in on our young adults or teenagers, or around that area of where you're growing from a young person into an adult, and how it can feel kind of awkward, and this reality check that you get during that period of your life. Very much, he doesn't shy away from loneliness, he doesn't shy away from the realities of of actual life, but he also mixes it in with a little bit of magic and fantasy. How do you mix the two? How do you combine reality with fantasy well makoto shinkai manages to do so so starting with garden of words garden of words for me i'm not going to go through each individual film but i'm going to talk about some of the the major aspects of each of them and how they come together so for instance within garden of words like i said it is a visually stunning film you look at the raindrops the the beautiful trains going through through tokyo walking just the, like the characters interacting with the world around them, seeing the main character do his part-time job. The very essence of the film is just worth watching if you're into seeing something beautiful. And it really is that beautiful beyond belief. How do animators get this good at a job? I have no idea. Whoever is paying you should be tripling that salary. For all of those in the Makoto Shinkai world, all of those animators, credit up to you. We are bowing down before you, my friend, because you are amazing at your job. There is no one out there. The the only this is why I compared Studio Ghibli to Makoto Shinkai and his group is that there is no one out there apart from maybe Hasoda who can even slightly compare to the standard of animation done during the period of time that they did it in. Now, granted. 
some of the new animation studios nowadays are producing just as good a work. We've seen this with Bleach, we've seen this with some of the new uh, animation coming out there, My Hero Academia, etc, etc, etc. That's not what we're here to talk about, but the point being is that the visuals are just... Even somebody making a cup of coffee, the steam coming off the coffee, the very walking, the air, the, the petals falling down upon the ground. Everything has an element to be added to the film, and it's not like it's taking away from the story. It's adding to it. And this is something that some directors get wrong, is that they focus so hard on the, the, at, the outside, the cinematography, that they forget that the story doesn't match the standard of the actual shots. Um, someone who comes to mind who does it really well in the non-animation studio is Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is known for his amazing, out breathtaking shots matched with an amazing script. To me, that is the combo, as well as the music. Again, I feel like the Makoto, Makoto Shinkai's world building is fantastic and as, as you'll see for those who are watching this I'm going to be playing clips of Makoto Shinkai's work and I won't you won't just be listening to it. and for those who are listening as well I will be placing some beautiful music when we get into it in a minute as well the soundtrack of Makoto Shinkai's work because you need to be rewarded with listening into this you need to be given something back you can't just be listening to me natter on about the analysis you have to have that essence of what I'm talking about because it doesn't really resonate, does it? Until you actually have a taster of the reality. It's like a, it's you know, if you go and see a product, for instance, and you have a, a trial of that product, it's a little taster of what it truly is. And if you really like it, you're going to go back for more. And which I hope hope this will be the doorway, the open. I'm opening the door to you to the world of Makoto Shinka. Come on in. It's a beautiful place. Uh, <laughs> and that's... That scene in Your Name as well, I think Your Name is the most popular uh, film made by Makoto Shinkai. It's not actually my favourite. My favourite has to be Garden of Words, it, and we'll talk about why in a second, but for you, the listener, the viewer, if you want to get into the world of Makoto Shinkai, I was going to say, what's the most, the best entry film, Your Name would be the main one. And the reason why is that it has everything that he's put together before. It's not niche. It is a full well-rounded film it is the essence of his work the perfect a beautiful uh soundtrack a amazing shots and then characters who you warm to throughout again this is something that's kind of fun is that when i was in secondary school and i look at the shots made of the reality check you realize that the relatability of what you went through and the characters are going through, even though they went to a school on the other side of the world, it makes you have a connection between the two of them. And even though this is made in a completely different language and it's being translated into dub, or if you're watching it in sub, either way, it, it works, um, that ability to see that translation, see it still work for worldwide audiences, that, to me, is true power in, the, in, in that alone. You know, if you can capture an audience from the other side of the world with something that's actually native, it's very good. It's very impressive, to say the least. If you're not impressed already by that, I, you're going to be a hard pleaser. Hard. Well, it's time to go in with some more details to be really get you in for this. So the soundtrack. The soundtrack alone of each individual film, starting from 5 centimeters per second to Garden of Words to Your Name to Weathering With You, 
all have a rock solid, beautiful, I need to stop using the word beautiful because sound to me, the best way of putting his work has sorrow, it has peace, it has upbeat happiness in there and it also has a moment of sadness as well and and dwelling upon a moment and and characters who you can't you don't want to see lost or moments that are gone like the rain within garden of words i've seen things you people wouldn't believe (laughs) attack ships on fire off the shoulder of orion I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. relationship that you know is never going to work out such as in five centimeters per second or in garden of words as well or even in your name there's an element of will will they won't they and this having that soundtrack this combination of characters visuals and the just joy to listen to it if you don't even want to watch the films and i Fair enough, you don't have the time, that's that's fine. And if you're in this far into the podcast, I tell you now, please do. But if you're not, listen to the music. Go on YouTube right now, type it in Makoto Shinkai Music, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I'm going to be, like, while I'm talking, I'm hoping that I've edited in a little bit of an overlay of some of that music that will immediately get copyrighted because this is how YouTube works nowadays. But screw it, it's worth it. Uh, And the... The thing is, I don't know if every studio has the budget to be able to do this, but I remember when Makoto Shinkai initially made his work, he didn't have the budget either. So he still made good films even without a budget. So it's kind of, so he's proven both ends. Your name is the penultimate combination of big budget, big big film, wide audiences can be released everywhere and will success, pure pure success. The equivalent of an avatar for animation, similar to Studio Ghibli's um, Spirited Away, just audiences bang, bang, bang. But some of his earlier work, like five centimeters per second and Garden of Words, a little bit more niche, a little uh, more of a smaller audience will eventually be um, adored and enjoyed and has a cult following almost to it. So there's that as well. And I think with five centimeters per second, it's kind of, it's broken down into three stories, three arcs. And each individual story is has some sort of similarities, but it also is different as well. So for, it's for everyone, it's, it's kind of, if you're not into that, it's very hard to get into. For me, I was just like, this is brilliant. This is, I remember when I first watched it, I was kind of blown away by his style of writing. So I remember watching Garden of Words for the first time. And it's only a 45-minute film, 
and for me I think I didn't initially realise that it was 45 minutes I went in thinking oh I'm going to get myself an hour and a half big film animation and I went in and I watched it I was like oh my god I'm wanting more and for me as well it was done really tastefully really well done like the story was condensed but it also had you watching because every shot every piece of scene or interaction with characters pushed you forward in the story it moved you forward so take one you're introduced to the the world the the character's world of being in school and wanting to get out and be into the adult world you're then moved on to the set the second arc where the character is involved with somebody that they're not aware of there's the unknown but there's almost a taste like there's a little bit flickering of oh this person's related in some way to the school and to his life and then we move further and we have the realization and we have the revelation and the reveal to the character which i'm not going to spoil for you because that would mean you wouldn't watch the film you just listen to me and drone on but it's broken down into three points and I think it's a little bit more subtle than the first of five centimeters per second, where they are just broken down into three episodes, three blocks, which you will physically see. It is not subtle in that sense. It is physically broken down. And then in your name, it is again even more subtle, but it brings the story to a full conclusion and full arc, which is a nice way of putting it to give you an understanding of how he's put the story together. And in each one of these films, weathering you with you as well, I'm not mentioning it as much because it's not my favorite. It's not necessarily a bad film. It's a seven out of 10, so it is good, but it's not as good as your name, as good as Garden of Woods, and as good as five centimeters per second, maybe because we've been given such high standards and such good storytelling, storytelling a storytelling animation soundtrack that we we want more and we want uh, it to be evolved and keep going and that's quite hard to do when you set yourself uh, quite high standards such as we did with studio ghibli which to me is why there's always going to be a critic for every film there's very few people out there where <laughs> you know i'm not somebody who's going to go into a film i'm not going to talk about something negative i don't want to talk about negativity in this world why would you want to do that so in this this is me almost sending you as a, a positive positive affirmation for makoto shingai what could he do better maybe make uh, some of the the characters a little bit more flushed out but I mean that's a minor detail in comparison I mean you only get a certain amount of time within a film to be able to show the true detail of a character it's very difficult to be able to develop something within animation that really reflects that and I think he did really well and this is what the title of this uh, podcast slash video really encapsulates is that he's done something even greater than that he actually makes characters that are a combination of fantasy and reality and not only that he makes shots for instance he's got shots throughout all of the films that are real where he's animated tokyo like the real tokyo it's real gardens real places and he's put them into his films and they exist and yet there's a element of fantasy within your name weathering with you uh, even to an extent five centimeters per second and garden of words but they are all like found their foundations are within reality you see the world in a very different place when you look at buildings when we see a gray sky or when we see trains going through a train station or when we're 
going to and from work, commuting, or when we're eating, it's very difficult to take in the very existence of life. And his animation and shown of that connection of fantasy and reality, those two together, to be able to show that if you look into the world, there really is no, no limits to your imagination of how beautiful something can be, that, to me, is true greatness in storytelling. Because everything has a like everything has a true foundation of reality. Every story ever told has some sort of reality check or some real story. One thing that people love, they love an underdog who's actually real and is based on a true story. How many films have you seen over the past 20 years that always start off based Unreal, you know, based on a true story by this person and this person. And so it is this sort of ability to. What am I saying? I'm saying that even if it's not fully real, you still are getting elements. And I think that's what makes it really relatable. It's not just the characters who, yes, they are high schoolers, a lot of them, or yes, they are young adults, and that might not be relatable to you. But what you will find is that they have some sort of similar characteristics to how you felt at some point in your life. And there's the elements that you see in your day-to-day -day life that you'll be able to see within these films. And I think one of the greatest things that Makoto Shinkai does is that he has connection. And I want to say love as well, love and connection, because they're both in this these films. Each main character, or they're, they're all so, not everyone's in depth, so I won't call them all main characters, but all of the, the, the love slash connections between the two characters that are focused on within these films, it's beautiful, it's pure. And I think that's something that comes off, is that the relationships that are formed you can't hate them, you can't feel bad, they can't, they don't feel 2D, they just feel real and raw, and I think that's why it's not mushy. Like, if I watch a, a romance film, a lot of it's just fake and kind of 2D, and you're just kind of, oh, Christ, that's not real at all, but he puts raw energy into it. He puts in some reality, some actual emotion with these characters and how they feel and not every romance works out and I think this is something else we always see the couple walk off into the distance into the beautiful blue sky with the clouds over them but what happens if it doesn't work out what happens if we go into real life and sometimes you just fall out of love or sometimes the world moves on or sometimes you move abroad or you move to a different destination or you have other things in your life that distract you from that person. This is reality. This is why Makoto Shinkai gets things right because he has the opportunity to not make it feel like it's fake, like it's cardboard, like the characters are just... How do I put it? They're Hollywood. Hollywood. There you go. That's it. Yeah, they're just Hollywoodized. That's probably the... Hollywood has become a meme in itself. There you go. And I think that's what they've done to themselves. They've... Hollywood... The reason why Makoto Shinkai, in my opinion, is better than 90% of directors 
coming out of Hollywood nowadays is that he has the option and the will to show reality within fantasy. And that is very difficult to do. Very difficult. I don't know many directors who get a great soundtrack, get beautiful visuals in there, then create characters with a relationship that you root for, but at the same time understand if it doesn't work out. Or if it does work out, it's lovely. And it brings a smile across your face, or it makes you sad, or makes something along those lines. Or you yearn for more. There's also the just all-round good storytelling, where we go from three different arcs and have that option to see more of this beautiful cinematic world where we are engulfed into a place that isn't real and yet at the same time we feel like it is reality and it's because of those relatable shots that we see throughout the films uh, i think that that's not done by any director even studio ghibli or, or hosoda for that you know as well so that to me is a little taster an a doorway into the world of makoto shinkai i really hope you, the listener, if you've got that, or the viewer, uh, if you've got this far into the podcast, that you will go and watch some of his work, or just have a listen to some of the music that he's created, along with his amazing staff, who deserve all of the credit, as well as Shinkai himself. Because one thing in the animation industry that doesn't get true is the animators themselves, or the backroom staff, who deserve just as much credit. When you see credits at the end of this film, it's a long list. And those people worked very hard to get these beautiful products out there. So, this has been a Taylor Sales Podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. You're only pretentious if you can't laugh.